Welcome to another edition of Transformation Radio. When my hope and strength is gone, you're the one who calls me on. You are the life, you are the fight that's in my soul. Oh, your resurrection power burns like fire in my heart. When waters rise, I lift my eyes up to your throne. Yeah. 
as we look into the reading of the New Testament, we have completed reading the book of 1 Timothy, and today we begin reading for the first time in the book of 2 Timothy. We'll begin, of course, at chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Written in approximately A.D. 66-67, these are the last words we have from the Apostle Paul. Timothy had been Paul's traveling companion on the second and third missionary journeys, and Paul had left him in Ephesus to help the church there. Although the two men were separated from each other, their prayers provided a source of mutual encouragement. Hey, we too should pray consistently for others, especially for those who do God's work, and especially for our friends. On your prayer list, include your pastor, other church leaders, and missionaries around the world. They need your prayers. Well, now let's read more about it here in the New Testament. October 22nd, the New Testament, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me, either, even though I'm in prison for Him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was His plan from before the beginning of time, to show us His grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. And God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of this good news. That is why I am suffering here in prison. But I am not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. As you know, everyone from the province of Asia has deserted me, even Phygelus and Hermogenes. May the Lord show special kindness to Onesiphorus and all his family because he often visited and encouraged me. He was never ashamed of me because I was in chains. When he came to Rome, he searched everywhere until he found me. May the Lord show him special kindness on the day of Christ's return. And you know very well how helpful he was in Ephesus. Psalm 90, verse 1. We'll read through chapter 91, verse 16. Moses reminds us that a thousand years are like a day to the Lord. God is not limited by time. You know, it's easy to get discouraged when years pass and the world doesn't uh, seem to get any better. We sometimes wonder if God is able to see the future. But don't assume that God has our limitations. God is completely unrestricted by time. Because He is eternal, we can depend on Him. Now God knows all our sins as if they were spread out before Him, even the secret ones we try to keep hidden. We don't need to cover up our sins before Him because we can talk openly and honestly with Him. 
But while he knows all that terrible information about us, God still loves us and wants to forgive us. This should encourage us to come to him rather than frighten us into covering up our sin. Realizing that life is short helps us use the little time we have more wisely and for eternal good. Hey, take time to number your days by asking, What do I want to see happen in my life before I die? What small step could I take toward that purpose today? Because our days are numbered, we want our work to count, to be effective and productive. We desire to see God's eternal plan revealed now and for our work to reflect His permanence. If we feel dissatisfied with this life and all its imperfections, we got to remember our desire to see our work established is placed there by God. But our desire can only be satisfied fully and completely in eternity. Until then, we must apply ourselves to loving and serving God. Psalm 90, verse 1, through chapter 91, verse 16. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from beginning to end, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. For you, a thousand years are as a passing day. As brief as a few night hours, you sweep people away like dreams that disappear. They are like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes, but by evening it is dry and withered. We wither beneath your anger. We are overwhelmed by your fury. You spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. We live our lives beneath your wrath, ending our years with a groan. Seventy years are given to us. Some even live to eighty. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear, and we fly away. Who can comprehend the power of your anger? Your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. O Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love, so we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us, your servants, see you work again. Let our children see your glory. And may the Lord our God show us His approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home, for He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. 
Proverbs chapter 26, verses 1 and 2. Honor is no more associated with fools than snow with summer or rain with harvest. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse will not land on its intended victim.
delivers today's In Touch devotion. Today's abridged scripture reading begins in verse 3 of Matthew chapter 13. Jesus is speaking. Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Moving ahead to verse 18, Jesus says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. The one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. In the parable of the sower, Jesus teaches that it takes good soil to produce a plentiful harvest. He warns against planting seed on the rocky places and also speaks about dangerous thorns that choke the plants. He directly applies the parable to the Christian spiritual life, explaining that the seed is God's truth. It's only in the soil of a devoted and steadfast heart that the word is received and spiritual fruitfulness is produced. In fact, he says soil that's prepared to receive what is planted can produce a crop thirty, sixty, or one hundred times what is sown. Many believers testify that God has used biblical fasting to position their hearts to receive His truth. It's made them ready for the planting of the Word, and through that, to receive greater insight and direction, and to develop a deeper faith. During the hours of fasting, they set themselves apart from earthly concerns and spent their time concentrating on heavenly matters. It was then that God revealed the stumps, rocks, and thick roots that entangled their hearts and prevented spiritual growth. Through His Spirit, He also provided the courage to confess and the strength to obey. What is the condition of your heart soil? How much groundwork needs to be done so that you can receive a major planting of the Word? God desires to clear out the rocks and weeds in our lives and break up any hard soil. Biblical fasting can prepare us for such tilling. Hi guys, this is Landon from Phase 1. I'm getting ready to go to Phase 2 today, 29 years old. I lived a great life when I was younger, played sports, mom took care of me, single parent, was a great athlete, had a couple scholarships, just got into drugs after I blew a knee out, pills mainly, uh, had my first child when I was senior in high school, he's now 10 years old, went down the wrong path, got into drugs, wrong people to hang out with, always thought they was my friends, but they always wanted me to come around when I had money and drugs and just went down the wrong path, got addicted to cocaine and crack, and done a heroin every now and again. I came to the refuge uh, a month ago, and since since I've been here, man, I've, I've grown closer to God. He's an awesome God, man. He, he, he'll help you out in any way you need. Just pray and talk about it. Talk to Him about everything you got on your mind, and He'll answer you. For you phase one guys, man, just, just hang in there and keep strong with God, man, and He'll, he'll lead your way.
This is Tom Aukus, head of the financial services here at The Refuge. I love to listen to Transformation Radio. There 
see my life would turn out right And I'd make it here somehow But things don't always come that easy And sometimes I would doubt Oh, cause I got a couple dents in my fender Got a couple rips in my jeans Try to fit the pieces together But perfection is my enemy And on my own I'm so clumsy But on your shoulders I
Take this world from me
Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.